Financially Free with Cleo. Hey, this is Cleo with CleoYogaFinance.com and welcome back for another episode of Financially Free with Cleo, a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally, and physically. We have a very special guest here today. She is the CEO and founder of Legacy Street Law, and her law firm provides estate and legacy planning services to families and individuals in order to build and pass down their legacy and generational wealth. The ultimate mission of Legacy Street Law is to eliminate the racial wealth gap one family at a time. She is determined to educate underrepresented communities, particularly the Black community, about the importance of protecting legacy and generational wealth by making these topics culturally relevant and relatable. So welcome to the show, Mariah Street. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. I'm so glad to be here. And oh my goodness, it's this is I love talking about this. Finances is definitely my jam. So this is this is awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I'm excited as well. So I can learn and grow and everyone else can learn and grow as well. And as you know, I'd love to start back in our childhood so we can learn some more about you and how you started. So just start out by telling us how you grew up and how you first learned about money. Ooh, um, okay. So um, I would say that I learned a lot about money through my dad. My dad was actually really proactive about um, teaching me about just basic stuff concerning money. Like, and now looking, like I'm literally just now remembering, like looking back on it, he made it all very age appropriate. So Uh, when I was younger, um, like maybe elementary school, he, he opened up a a savings account in, in my name at the, at our local credit union. And he would literally take me, I I don't know if y'all remember, maybe I'm dating myself, but (laughs) there was, y'all remember like when, um, those little machines that you could put coins in and it sorted out the coins and is in the paper. Mm -hmm the rolly things and you roll it up. And (laughs) so I had one of those, like my dad bought me one of those. And every time I had spare change, I'll just put it in there and roll it up when it was done and then put a new one in there. So after a certain time period, he would actually take me to the bank and like, let me deposit the money into my savings account. And so, um, yeah, that's, I, 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 I'm very fortunate in that my dad really, um, played a big role in, uh, kind of educating me. And as I got older, of course, he introduced new, more complex Mm -hmm. topics. Like now he's, he's really on me about investing and he sends me like all the information that he's learned about investing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm very, I was very fortunate to have that uh, education. I think, and I know that my dad um, really wanted me to have that knowledge because um, he had to kind of learn it on his own. So, mm-hmm. he, of course, you know, as probably most parents do, you know, they want their kids to, um, you know, have, be set up in life, maybe have the knowledge that they didn't have growing up. And so that was kind of my mm-hmm. cool experience. So, 
Yeah, that's so cool. And, you know, when you say you think you may be showing your age, I just totally was trying not to laugh too loud because sometimes I feel that way. I was actually going through getting rid of old stuff that's just been in like boxes and storage bins. And I had some old um, paper where you put the change in there, you know, that you get from the bank. And I hadn't used it in years, but I was just like, why do I still have this? Because <laughs> I don't really need it. And my daughter, you know, she was looking like, what is that for? Because <laughs> we don't see that as often. But it's yeah. just really cool how, you know, you have someone in your life that was able to have you exposed to basic life, you know, money information at a very young age. And I know sometimes we can underestimate how kids can learn about money topics because they're learning so many things every day. So they can pick up on these money, of course, you know, age appropriate, you know, you can start making it creative and fun for them depending on their age. So I think that's so cool. And I'm so glad that you had someone that was a positive influence on you really young. Yes, absolutely. I, that's it's so good. And as I was thinking, like I remember he would um cuz you know you get your bank statements in the mail. He would actually go over them with me. Like he would say, wow. so "How much is in your account now? Here's the interest." And he would explain like what interest is and all that. So, yeah, definitely it's 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 great. I agree that I think kids should be taught about money at a young age. I mean, we learn in school all of these things that low-key we don't end up using later on in life so yes. I think we can input some some stuff that we are you know that we have to encounter as an adult instead of trying to have to figure it out um later on because I mean not like I was fortunate but not everybody's fortunate to have um maybe parents who were are financially savvy and so mm -hmm. I think having those programs in school that's required that would be great so then everybody mm -hmm. can have that information and knowledge accessible. Yeah. And that's something that I also noticed in schools nowadays. I actually see that more schools are trying to put more financial workshops or financial classes into the school system. Um, but I know we have a lot of work to do with getting more schools, especially in certain neighborhoods, you know, just for me relocating several times over the years and my daughter's been in different schools. I noticed that the schools that are in um, higher income areas have all the resources and all the people that want to come to those schools and do these workshops and seminars. Mm -hmm. But then you go to other neighborhoods that are either in the black community or lower income neighborhoods, you know, most right. people aren't wanting to go there. So it takes people like us wanting to give back our time, our knowledge, so we can help the next person or the next family. Yes, that is so good. I really hope that that becomes I know I know like you said it I think I, we're starting to see that a lot more than like maybe when me and you was in school but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that that's the future like I hope that's you know a, a thing that is required and included in curriculums um, oh yes most yeah. definitely and I think another thing that helps is uh, sharing our stories you know not just from how we grew up, but also once we start to become, you know, a, a real adult and start experiencing real money um, adventures. So I would like to learn from you, if you could share with us, you know, a money experience just throughout your life, it could be one that's a positive experience and one that, you know, 
we may perceive as not being the most fun, negative. Uh, but of course, we know we can learn from positive and negative experiences. So we would love to hear at least two of yours. Ooh, okay. Um, trying to think. Um, had obviously so, so many. Um, but let's see. Um, I'll say, I don't know if this, I don't, I honestly have not, I don't think I would have say that I would, I've had any necessarily bad experiences with money. Um, I will say that, um, my, my parents did kind of, um, instill in me, uh, information about credit and using credit cards and things like that. Um, they were, very diligent about like cautioning me about those things and letting me know what it actually is, you know, that you're basically borrowing money, like the money is not yours and all of that. And that kind of really did shape some of my just, you know, relation, basically my relationship with money, because actually, I, um, I, I, I'd never had like credit card debt growing, like, um, I'm gonna say, yeah, basically growing up. And so, and a lot of that was because of my parents' teachings and all of that on that. Um, I mean, since then I, I have opened up credit cards, but you know, I pay off the balance and everything, but I, um, but yeah, like I, yeah, that was, that's one thing off the top of my head. I don't have like specific instances, I would say necessarily um, mm -hmm. with money per se, but um, yeah, I, I would say I've, I've had a fairly healthy relationship with money, honestly, um, yeah. if, I, if I'm being honest, like, yeah, it's just, I, I see it, you know, I see it as a tool. I, you know, not something I'm obsessive over, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, I hate money and I hate, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I hate, I'm a business owner. So I, it, I, um, it's not like, I'm like, oh, I hate you know, necessarily charging people or anything like that, but it's just, yeah. it's just, you know, a tool that can be used. You can use it to give to others. You can use it for so much good, mm -hmm. so much, I support your family, obviously, and all of that. But um, that's yeah. one thing that I thought of at the top of my head. I don't know if I have another one, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, really, that's really good because I think um, when it comes to sharing your story about money and different money experiences, you know, of course, a lot of us have, you know, negative money experiences from the past. But it's also important to know that, you know, everyone isn't currently struggling with money and everyone doesn't have terrible money experiences from the past either. So it's really important and refreshing to hear from people who, um, not saying the journey has been perfect, but to know that, hey, you know, I did have someone to teach me about money, like you mentioned about the credit cards. Uh, I know there's, you know, so many discussions out there about credit cards, and I know you mentioned you pay the balance off every month. So with credit cards, yeah, there are people who can, uh, use credit cards for certain different reasons and never pay any interest because they pay the balance off every month and they don't allow it to carry a balance. So you can get interest charged and uh, any other fees. So right. like you said, it is a tool. And if you uh, take the time to learn how to use credit cards or use other money tools, 
that it could work for you instead of it being a huge uh, negative issue in your life. So that's still uh, excellent information that you just shared there because it gives other people hope that um, no matter what situation you're in, you can always shift and change it. And if you want to use credit cards, you can use them where it can work good for you instead of in the negative way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Facts. That is so true. I love it. Yes. 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 Thank you. And I also want to know how you feel about the words financially free. Um, it can mean so many different things to all of us because we all have different personalities. We all have different thoughts and feelings and needs and wants and lifestyles that we really want to live. So for you, what does financially free mean to you? Yes, that's such a good question. I love it. Um, I think financially free means to me having opportunities and also um, just having, having a life where you get to choose. I think that's what it means to me. Like I, if, if I'm, you know, I think for me financially free is um, if, if I want to uh, go on a vacation, then I can do that. If I want to quit my nine to five and start a business, I can do that. If I, so that's what I kind of mean. Like in terms of opportunity, I can, I can, I can, I have the option. Like I have options. And I can do it without being like, oh, I can't do it because of money. Hmm. So I think that's kind of what financially free definitely, definitely means to me for sure. Yes, I love that too. And that's one of the ways that I feel as well, because I want to have options too. And I feel that in our personal lives and professionally, it's like the more money you have and the more freedom with your money, the more options you have. So whatever you want to do, it just feels good to know that you have the money uh, to do it. You know, I kind of compare present day to years ago when I was really struggling <laughs> with my money and when I would want to do certain things or needed things and I didn't have the money for it, I just felt terrible. And it felt even worse because I have a daughter, she's my only child. And when I couldn't provide certain things, it just didn't feel good. So that was one of my big motivators to get closer to being in that financially free state. And like you said, having options. So mm-hmm. nowadays when I want to do certain things, although I'm still a work in progress, but yeah. I feel that when you do have more freedom with your money, you can do more of the things that you actually want to do versus feeling restricted or feeling like you have to miss out on opportunities because you don't have the money. Cause let's be honest, everything isn't free <laughs> and things it's- cost money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything, pretty much anything that we want to do, like mm-hmm. anything that we want to do is going to, you're going to have to pull up some money or resources or something. And yeah, having yeah. The access to be able to do that is very, it's very powerful. I feel like, money is a lot of the times the reason also why people don't really pursue their purpose like that too because mm-hmm. I mean a lot of times money is a place a factor in some form or fashion and you know like mm-hmm. I said if if you this was kind of my like journey of starting a business like I quit my nine to five to to do this thing and you know luckily I had the ability to to do that 
So, and I, you know, if, if you, and I feel like this business is what I'm being, I'm called, being called to do in this season. And, you know, if I felt some financial, financially strapped in some way, then I wouldn't be able to pursue my purpose. And that's a big, you know, that's a really big deal. So. Yes. Oh, I love to hear all of that because I feel the same way with me starting mine. And it was, it was at one point where I felt like, oh, I have to stay at my nine to five. It was really like 10 to 12 because I was working a lot of hours most of the time at my job. But mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I always use that money. My m- money was like the first excuse. Well, I don't have enough money saved or I don't have I- enough money for this. And I kept thinking and speaking you know, that negativity, even though if I felt like I did need more money, I felt like me not having the amount of money I felt I needed, it it just kept me stuck. And I didn't even take no steps at all. Like I just sat there (laughs) and did nothing. And then I realized one day, Cleo, you have to start somewhere. And although you may not have as much money as you would like right now, if you keep taking those steps, you're going to earn more and get more opportunities and have more options, like you said. So I yes. love it. <laughs> there are levels there. That's a good point. There's levels to that. Like it kind of mm-hmm. you to be, uh, you know, resourceful. Like you, it, I've, you know, you can do a lot with, with a little amount of money, you know, you just have mm-hmm. to be, you just be resourceful about it. And then you, like you said, as you, as you start making more money and, and all of that, then, then you can, you know, level up whatever you need to level up, but yeah, yeah. start somewhere. Most definitely. And I know how you mentioned, you know, quitting your nine to five and starting your own business. So we can go straight into that. So Legacy Street Law, I would love to know, you know, first of all, what is estate planning, estate and legacy planning? Because a lot of people, um, not everyone, but a lot of people out there hear those words and immediately feel either intimidated or they feel like, oh, it's not for me because I'm not rich and wealthy or I don't have millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars, or they may feel like they don't own anything. But I know it's so much more to that, so much deeper than that. And I would love for you to tell us, you know, what is estate and legacy planning and what experience led you to starting your own business? Yes. Okay. So this is so good. I will, I'll start with what is, what is estate planning? So I feel like I hate, I kind of wish they would have chosen a better word because I fit when I think when people think estate, they think mansion. I think that's just naturally what your mind goes to. And so I think that kind of plays a role into why people think you have to be wealthy to do estate planning, and then it, it forms these misconceptions about what it actually is. So, so it, <laughs> estate planning is just a plan for what happens to your stuff and family members around you when you pass away or you become, uh, you are, you know, at a point where you're incapacitated to where you can't make decisions for yourself. That is all it is. So when you think <laughs> about that, we, we, I mean, I, I, I approach death in a very, just very matter of fact way. We all, we're not getting out of this thing alive. Nobody in here, nobody listening to this, to this podcast right now, like is, is going to make it out of here alive. So everybody's going to die. So what happens to your stuff when you die? If you don't have a plan, 
there is a default plan. And that means that the the state or the government is going to decide what happens mm. to your things. And a lot of people likely don't, don't want that to happen. Um, mm. Normally what the state's plan is, there are, there are laws that say, here's, you know, what happens if somebody dies without any type of planning. And, um, and a lot of people, you know, have, have in their mind, they're thinking, oh, I want this person to have this, this person. But that doesn't happen automatically. You have to be intentional about it. And you have to plan. So that's what estate planning is, is creating a plan for what, what that is. And um, it's, it's also uh, not, like I said, not just a plan for what happens to your stuff when you die, but also what happens if you become incapacitated to where you're like in the hospital. COVID is still out here alive and well. We're in a global pandemic still. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, health crisis. And what happens if um, you know you are in the hospital for whatever reason, it doesn't just have to be because what for whatever reason, and you can't make uh, decisions for yourself. Your bills are still coming in. Mm-hmm. So what happens? How does your how are your bills getting paid? Because your bills aren't going to stop just because you're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what? And then what happens when uh, when if if somebody has to make healthcare decisions for you mm-hmm. and you yeah. you are unable to do that yourself? So who, who's doing that? Um, and people think that automatically, like, oh, it's going to be this person. Nothing is automatic. Even if you're married, um, there, the, the law doesn't assume that your spouse um, is gonna, it will be serving in that role because, because you and your spouse could be estranged. They're not going to assume mm. that your spouse has your best interest at heart <laughs> um, just automatically. So if you don't, then a, a judge is going to have to decide. And if you're in a, a dire medical situation where decisions have to be made quickly and you have to go to court, like that's, that is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so the planning encompasses all of those things. And there are certain documents of, with all of that, that you would have in place to outline, you know, who would get what, and then who would make decisions for you if you can't make them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who can access your medical records, all of that is going to be, if you have minor kids, um, kids under the age of 18, mm-hmm. you'll definitely want to have a comprehensive plan for them. Um, uh, you'll have to have uh, medical powers of attorney for them as well. Um, who's mm-hmm. going to be taking care of them um, when it, if you couldn't do it yourself, short term and long term? How would you want them to be cared for? Are there certain religious beliefs that you want to you want them to mm. exercise? You want them to go to church? Like all of that stuff is got to be outlined somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't outline it, then it, it's just up to chance, and you don't know, you know, how somebody might, for example, be taking care of your kids or what they're going to do because you haven't specified mm. otherwise. Wow. Um, so that is what estate planning is. Um, and, uh, I got into this because my mother passed away at a very young age. She was only 46 and she didn't have, Mm -hmm. of course, didn't have any type of planning in place. Like most people do. Um, and unfortunately, you know, again, the state decided where all of my mom's stuff went. Um, and it ended up going to my dad. And that meant that neither I nor my, I have a younger brother. Neither, neither of us saw anything from her estate in monetarily. And I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, it's not, you know, I, I, nothing is all about money, but I will say that um, I feel like most parents, and, and I know this was true about her too, 
uh, that most parents want their kids, like I said earlier, want their kids to have a step up in life. They want them to mm-hmm. not have to work as hard as they did growing up, whatever the case might be. And money plays a role in that. So I know that had she sat, like she would have wanted me and my brother to have something, yeah. but because she didn't put a plan in place, we didn't see anything, which probably wasn't, it wasn't her intent. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so if we're, if we want these things to, if we, if we really believe in these principles, then we need to put some action behind it. And that's what mm-hmm. estate planning does. So. Yeah. Whew. That was so good. Okay. And the, when you said uh, the words, you wished it was different words used to describe yeah. estate and legacy planning. I'll admit, I used to feel like estate, I immediately thought about big, rich, wealthy, and celebrities mansions that I used to see on TV. And yeah. I thought, well, I don't need that because I don't have a mansion. So I, I did have that. So many and other people maybe most people won't admit it, but I am. That's how I thought. Yeah. Mansion, big mansion on the hill somewhere. But now I know that it's so much more than that. And it's not that at all. And um, I think me personally, just from doing financial coaching over the years, I feel like, and just talking just with friends and family, just having regular conversations, I feel like people think that they have time, that they it's not a rush. Like they know they may need to do it, but they think, oh, I have plenty of time to work on it. And then, or they may just think like, oh, this is a lot. You know, I have to find an estate planning attorney, or even if they're trying to do it themselves, you know, people try to Google and find these random forms online, which I don't advise. I'm not an attorney, but I think I know that you might not want to just use random forms online you should actually hire a professional. And I think, and that's something that, and I'm saying this because this is how I felt too. I felt like I have time to, to work on it. I'm 35 now. My daughter is 17 and just, I have conversations with my daughter about this, how, you know, you, you see people on the news or you hear on social media, people pass away at all ages, people Mm -hmm. pass away unexpectedly and just celebrities passing away that don't have plans and they have you know higher income so I think it's a reality check for a lot of us especially even prior to 2020 and COVID and the pandemic but even now people are realizing that people are passing away and people don't have plans and people and then family members are fighting or scrambling or stressed out because they're trying to grieve and trying to figure everything out and it can be difficult so I advise anyone out there listening to consult with a professional. Yes, it's great to do your own research and things like oh, that, yeah, but absolutely. you, mm-hmm, but you still want to consult with a professional because as you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of things that I didn't even think of. Like you mentioned having um, the, and excuse me if I said it wrong, but you mentioned for your kids having like a, a medical power attorney yeah, for them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about that. Like, if, yep. and it's just so many th- different things that we could miss that that's another confirmation that it's important to talk with a professional. So you can get like specialized detailed help based on your lifestyle and all your responsibilities and everything. So you can create the best plan for you. Cause everyone's plan is going to look different. It will. Right. 
It sure will. I see people, I think people, <laughs> like people with very similar circumstances, very, living very similar lives can have very different plans <laughs> mm. <laughs> because um, family dynamics are different yeah. um, and people's goals are different as well. Mm. Like what, what one person really values could is very different from what somebody else values. And so, yeah, I completely agree um, about that. And definitely, yes, please consult an attorney. I see people, um, you know, when, look, I've even seen experiences on my own to where people would use the forms online and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, when they do end up passing away, uh, they didn't input the information because it's basically just data entry. It's just, you're just inputting information (laughs) in and they're spitting it back out in a form, in a form template like that they have because they can't give you, they can't, they can't take into account all of the unique circumstances in your life because they're not attorneys and actually have to disclaim it on the website. They say, this is not a substitute for legal advice. You can see it in their terms and conditions when you read it. Um, And so, uh, you know, if you input information in wrong, or if you forget something, which most every, everybody does, that's, that's why that, and that's why the benefit of having an attorney, because they know everything that you need to be considering. And Mm -hmm. whereas you might not, you even said it yourself that you didn't even know about the, um, having, um, child healthcare, um, healthcare plan in place. See, there you go. That's it. it, People don't, Mm -hmm. you, you, nobody knows all of the things that need to encompass yeah. in your plan. No, yeah. like not, a, not, a, not a, anybody who's uh, like a lay person or not, you know, somebody who's not an attorney. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely beneficial. And, you know, I always recommend like, at least um, for me, anybody, attorneys who practice estate planning, primarily, I establish a relationship with my clients. So, you know, people think that you can just you know, do your plan and then it's done and then you don't look at it. No, you need to continue, like, just like you continuously look at your um, finances, your finance goals quarterly. That's yeah. the same way you need to, you need to treat your estate plan. Um, if there are any business owners, you know, you look, you look at, you, you do check-ins with your business to see what's going on. So you can see how you need to maybe change, uh, change some a system or process in your business to, to do X, Y, and Z, that's the, we, we need to like keep that same energy and put it into your estate plan because your, your life will change. Mm -hmm. People will pass away. Maybe that you've named in your plan. Um, um, you're, maybe you get married, you get divorced, you have kids. That stuff needs to be taken into account when you are planning and you need to go back and revisit your plan when those things happen. Um, yeah. and it's good to just have the, the check-ins just generally because also your life changes, um, and the law changes too. And that affects, oh, yeah. uh, that affects, that will affect your plan, um, with the new, um, administration that just came in, um, there, Biden is, is go- regardless of your political beliefs, but like the, the laws change when new administrations come in and that can affect your estate plan and how you plan, um, for like taxes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, because tax work is is kind of intertwined with the state planning. So you'll definitely want to update, you know, update as the law changes to, to see if that, you know, to make sure that your, whoever you're naming to get your stuff is going to see the maximum, um, the maximum 
benefits of what mm-hmm. you're giving them so that, you know, you're not giving like all your money to the government or all your money to fees and things like that. Yeah. You, you, you want to be sure. I mean, I feel like most people want, you know, most of their, the most amount of money mm-hmm. to be given to the people that they love and that they want cared for or even causes. You can, yeah. people don't talk about this a lot, but you can, you can um, do charitable giving and include that as a very mm. important, like a very major piece in your estate plan too. So yeah. anyway, that's Ooh. just, I love that. So even when you're long gone, you can still be giving. So uh, I love that. See, that's something else. See, I'm learning too, (laughs) y'all. And that's why I felt it was so important to have this conversation because I think we need to do more. No, not I think. We do. No thinking, no trying. We will and we are going to be doing more when it comes to estate planning. So for all of us, you know, out there listening, you know, what are at least, you know, three things that we can start doing to get that process started? I know we already kind of touched on consulting with a professional, but for someone who is brand new to this, you know, what are the first three steps that they could take today? Yes. So um, one thing I would kind of start to think about is, um, you can kind of start thinking about what what all do you own? Kind of mm. the same way that we do with um, finances and budgeting, for example. I know budgeting is it can be very um, um, very overwhelming for people as well, and so like just like um, estate planning can be. But it's very knowledge is power when you really sit down and you look at your numbers yeah. <laughs> to see what's up. Um, just kind of like how if. if if paying off debt is, uh, you know, a goal of somebody's, then you would obviously want to sit down and see what debt you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to see what those debts are, what the interest rates are. Um, yeah. all, so you need to do the same thing when it comes to this. What, uh, what do you own? Like mm-hmm. maybe start making an actual like document what mm-hmm. you own and, and where these things are. So mm-hmm. if you have checkings and savings, write those down. What are the, what are the account numbers? If you bank online, what's the username and password? Cause we, if we got to get to it, then let's see, you know, we, we got to have that information. What about any investments? Do you have retirement accounts at your job? How can I access those? All of that information needs to be documented in some form or fashion, because when, if something were to happen to you, like, just like, just say if you're in a hospital, um, then how, like, it's going to be very difficult if you haven't documented this anywhere for people to mm-hmm. find out how am I going to pay these bills for this person? Even if you name a financial private attorney, they're going to be like, how, where is her stuff at? I don't know who, what I'm doing. I don't know. Like, you need mm-hmm. to be here. Like, here's my bank. Here's where I, who I bank with. Here's the information to access, to access it. And here are my bills that need to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how you can pay and how you can pay them. Yeah. on time what the due dates are like all that stuff you you got to have that um it's, it's, it kind of just goes with like being financially savvy just knowing knowing your numbers knowing knowing what mm-hmm. all that you have so that's definitely um a very that's that's a great way to start because then um when you do sit down with an attorney because I know that everybody here listening under the sound of my voice will do that um, when you do consult with an attorney, you have this information ready to go. You'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, here it is. I have my clients fill out a very detailed questionnaire. It, even if they did, didn't have all this, 
they will know by the end of filling out that form because it is very detailed and I give them weeks to complete it. That's how detailed it is. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's, that's the extent of how we, you know, we got to be thinking about, about these things. So, um, but yeah, when you sit down with an attorney, like you'll already have that information gathered. So it's easy to, 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 for, for that person to give you the best advice that they can give you when it comes to designing your plan and Mm. and what based off of what types of assets or what types of things that you have I can easily recommend to you oh I recommend I think I recommend you set up a revocable living trust with xyz you need to fund this that like I can literally just give you the information immediately and that's yeah. really helpful for it's first of all, it's helpful for you just because you can get financially organized. Yeah. <laughs> it's great just to know where that stuff is generally because you know you got to deal with this stuff during life anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's great to just have it all in one spot. So um yeah, and then I would just say kind of how you were saying earlier, like maybe you can do a little bit of research about um about uh you know what the laws in your state say about again, I mean but just to, just for you to know, like, f- be familiar with the terminology at, at mm-hmm. a minimum, like, know what a will actually, if we say, oh, you need a will, and I'll say this too, like, <laughs> a will, <laughs> you, you might not need a will. So that, mm-hmm. that, like, so, you know, what are, what are my options when it comes to uh, passing down my wealth? What are my options? A will is not the only option. You have trust as well. And there are like many types of trust. So Mm -hmm. just saying a trust is even super general in itself. There are many, 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 many trusts, very state specific as well. Different states might have different ones, but um, that's why you would want to consult an attorney in your state specifically Mm -hmm. but um but yeah like what 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 are at least be familiar with what it does you don't you don't need to go into the weeds that's what consulting an attorney is for you you don't do all that it's very it can be it's very complicated if you get into the weeds um that's what that's what my job is for I I get into the weeds so that everybody else doesn't have to Mm -hmm. um so so just at least learning what those things are and what they do what is the difference between a will and a trust what Mm -hmm. is what, what can I include in my financial power of attorney? What kind of powers can I give my agents? What do I want? What powers do I want to give them? What powers do I not want them to have? Hmm. Like, I, like the, you, can, you can at least be, uh, be knowledgeable. Just like, a, you know, we buy anything, anything, you know, a lot of us may probably do like a little bit of research. Just, I mean, we might not get super detailed, like again, but, you know, at least knowing being knowledgeable and being an, an informed consumer, at least, you know, at least knowing the, knowing the terms of, of these things. And I think those, that that's helpful. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think a lot of more people out there really want to start getting their life together, especially when it comes to uh, what we own and how we're operating in our financial lives. And I've just personally seen too many situations where someone passes away and things are a mess and very stressful because there's no plan. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have a friend that I used to work with and his mom passed away a few years ago, but I spoke to him last year and he said that there's still an account that they know that's in her name 
out there with at least like $90,000. He said either 70 or 90,000 and they just can't find it. Uh, I'm assuming she may have had a, a document with maybe all her accounts listed with the amount, but finding, I guess, where this account is with the bank, they haven't been able to find it, but they said they feel, they, they said they know it's out there somewhere. And I just, it's just things like that. Like I know for me, I do list, you know, the, all the accounts I have and with which bank it's with, things like that. Because I said, if I'm all over the place, I know other people will be confused. Hey, no, so. I'm not going to know. Like I, 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 my, I lost my grandfather recently, like maybe a few months ago and they were looking for um, his like life insurance. He had apparently had two policies um, mm. But they, I don't know if they, they said that they found one, but I don't, I, to this day, I, I don't know if they found the other one or not. And mm. that's the, that's just crazy. That's the benefit, like I was saying, of knowing, documenting all of these things so that people know where they are. But yeah, that it's, it's definitely, I'm actually had an uncle to pass away from COVID as well last year. And, mm. you know, them trying to gather all of it, where all of his stuff is, it's, it's been stressful for them. And mm. It, it's stressful. Yeah, <laughs> it's stressful. So it's it. That's why estate planning is just so important because I don't think, hopefully, nobody you know listening and we all want our family to not have to struggle to do that because it's already it's already a difficult situation just emotionally and all of that. If you if you if we really care about our family members then this could be like the best gift that you can give them <laughs> yeah most definitely and when I started to have conversations with my daughter about you know if something not if just like you mentioned earlier we're all going to die one day I don't know what it is about die death like you know people are uncomfortable talking about it. and I, and I get it but I when I talk with my daughter, she was like, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, look, girl, if something happens, <laughs> you got to She's 17 now. So, you know, I've been talking with her already, but, you know, I want to make have regular conversations with her because if something happens to me today, you need to know how to access certain things, right? Um, who to call, all these different things. And like, for example, like my life insurance policy, of course I have a digital copy, but I have a paper copy right. in this red folder on one of my shelves. And I said, if something ever happens to me, grab red this red folder. folder. <laughs> <laughs> red and that's folder. where my, one of my, my life insurance policy is in there. And, and she's like, I don't want to. And then I talked and I told her about, um, you know, funeral arrangements, you know, how people talk about if they want to be cremated or if they want to have um I'm not sure if it's a certain term for it, but in a casket a traditional yeah and she's like she you know she'll listen and we'll talk about it but she's like I don't want to think about that and I said but now she's learning that you have to have these conversations you know yes. you have to talk about this stuff even when I talk to my mom and I uh opened a life insurance policy for my mom a few years ago and she's basically went her whole life with no insurance but I did I knew whenever that time comes for my mom I know I'm going to be the one to plan it all and I didn't want to have to ask friends and family for money to help or right. start a GoFundMe like oh, I didn't want to do any of that I know girl that 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 go ugh. That's another, that is another conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> it does. Very, very important because, and I get it. You know, people are in a situation where they're like, you know what? I don't have any other options, but 
this episode is for everyone out there to take action today. This is not to say you have to make all your list of all your assets and, and do create your plan all today. It's going to oh. take some time, you know, to get yeah. it all organized. But the, the goal is to start today and getting help from a professional to help you because you can't do this by yourself. Just me listening to some of the things you mentioned, you know, that can be kind of overwhelming just thinking about it, but we know we need to do it and you'll feel less stressed. You won't be as, you know, worried um, when that time comes, when someone does pass away, you don't have to worry about that financial aspect of it or the estate planning aspect of it. You know, it, you'll have a plan in place and feel confident. It won't be easy because, you know, you're grieving for a loved one, but, but it the just, financial and legal piece will be taken care yeah, of. Taken yeah, yeah. That's you know? less, less stress on that part. So today, if you can't start on it today, at least go in your calendar or your planner and set a date and time to set some time, set an hour aside to just start on it. That's, that's the, that's the goal is to start somewhere and stay proactive and consistent until you get to that point where your plan is officially created. <laughs> Yes, I freaking love it. That is amazing. Yes, you'll definitely like, like you were saying, it's definitely not, I don't want to put it past because, you know, dealing with like stuff with my mom and I actually had an aunt to pass away maybe like three years after her. Um, She was very young. She was actually only 36. Um, wow. Yeah, when she, she passed away. Um, And so same thing, of course, she didn't have a plan. So it was chaos. People were actually fighting over her thing. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like, this is <laughs> super important to just have, just if, if nothing else, if you don't do it for, for yourself, if, if you, if, even if you don't really necessarily um, have a, a, a care about like the generational wealth piece, I know that's important. That's definitely important for me. I'll say, speak for myself, that's important for me. I definitely want future generations to benefit from the work that I am doing now. Mm. Um, but even if that's not, if that if you don't care about that you care about your family so do it for them if you don't do it for yourself then do it for them because they're going to be the ones to have to pick up the pieces and if you don't have anything done then they're going to be wondering like i they're already stressed you're just you you are literally adding more stress on them by doing that mm. so mm. you know like you said just get it done you're you know and you, you, like you were talking about, um, make a good point about like the burial and um, cremation stuff that all it will be, it would be included in your plan. Like you would put all of this, all of that is all in your plan. And um, I know, like you said, it can be overwhelming, but like you, like we were talking about, that's why it's important to have the support as you are doing that. Mm. That's where finding a, a good attorney that you really connect with. Um, can really help you and guide you along the process so that you're not you're not doing it alone because you will forget stuff and um, you definitely want to be sure that everything is covered and when that time does come that's just why I have a relationship with my clients when that time does come to where your plan has to be utilized they can they can even come your family can like the family members of people who I plan for they can come to me Cause I did yeah. the plan that and then, the, then your family has the support of, of me helping them or whoever, you know, your attorney helping you um, and your family, your family members of actually executing the plan out. So you're, again, you're not doing it alone. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we don't have to do it alone, y'all. <laughs> we do not have to stress ourselves out trying to figure it out by ourselves. So that's why I'm happy we have people out there like you who are taking the time to educate us and also offer your services with Legacy Street Law, giving us all the education that we need. So we definitely appreciate you and everything that you're doing. And yeah. we just want to learn a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions things you should, you know, really easy, nothing hard. And uh, just to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so first one here is what is something that you like to do that doesn't involve making money? Traveling. Hmm. <laughs> <Plus>. <laughs> Love traveling back when outside was open up. Y'all, I was out here in these streets like traveling. <laughs> For real, um, I really love, I, I don't know, this is, I guess, maybe a guilty pleasure, if you want to call that, but I love going to Disney World. Um, mm. I go pretty much every year. I actually did go last year in 2020, right before the pandem pandemic hit. Wow. Like, literally, it was like a week and a half before everything shut down. And I saw I was in, I was in Florida. Just in time. Just in time. <laughs> so, um, love going to Disney World. Like, that is definitely my thing. But traveling in general as well, like, or watching, um, watching TV and Netflix, particularly Marvel stuff. I'm a big Marvel fan. So. Ooh, I love that too. <laughs> you said the Marvel movies and you said traveling. I love both of those as well. And speaking yeah. of traveling, what's a place that you haven't been to yet that is on your list to travel to? And where's a place that you have, well, I know you did kind of mention this already. You said Disney is one of your fa favorite places to go. So for this travel question, just what's a place you haven't been to yet that you're looking forward to going to? Okay. Y'all, I have a list clearly because I love traveling. I have a list, but I will say... Um, two places that are on countries, I'll say that are on like my short list. Like I gotta go <laughs> as soon as outside opens back up or something. I don't know, but, um, either Greece or mm. Thailand. Ooh, so, those are great ones. Yeah. Those are like, I would love, 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 love to go like seriously. And I'll say besides like your question, like besides Disney, like what place that I've been to that I really loved like one of my favorite places that I've been to um is probably Rome Ooh. I love Italy just so much I've been to a few cities in Italy actually but um yeah Rome was just amazing like the the history and it's just so beautiful and Italian food is my absolute favorite food so to actually have it's in the authentic Italian food is different than Americanized Italian food it's like a whole different like taste like it's it, I remember when I when I came back from my trip I couldn't eat and I love Italian I could not eat Italian food here for like months wow <laughs> Olive Garden I was like absolutely not <laughs> I was like no no ma'am like we are not doing this today so even to this day I really haven't eaten up ever since I've that I went oh my god it's been years since I've been uh went to Rome but yeah. uh, even to this day I don't really eat there like that <laughs> anymore yeah. 
That is so funny that you said that because I've never been to Italy, but that's a place that's on my list. I would love to go to Rome and I love Italian food too. So the fact that you said you could, when you came back, you really couldn't eat. I I haven't had Olive Garden in a while, but I used to eat there a lot. So when you said that, I was just like, I already know I'm probably going to feel the exact same way. You You will. You, I came back and I was like, I remember I, I tried to eat, I don't, uh, Carabas was, is one of my, was one of my, like, my favorite uh, yeah. restaurants here. Even, like, when I came back and I had Carabas, I was like, I, I do not like this. And I, it was so, <laughs> now, now I think I, I, I can actually eat it now, but, because yeah. it's, it's just like, ooh, when I first came back, I was like, I, this is mine. So the Americanized version is, we thought it was so great. <laughs> but I, and I thought so too going, I was like, oh yeah, but then, oh my God, it's a whole new world over there, y'all. Like, Ooh, oh see, God. now I'm so excited to go over there to eat. I know I want to do some other stuff, oh, but now eat. I'm just, no, just eat. That's all you got. She's <laughs> like, what? girl, just eat. Girl, <laughs> now I can do that. I can eat all day. <laughs> so. Yes. That's something I'm looking forward to. And I'm glad you said that because now as soon as I get there, I'm going to be so excited to eat my first real authentic meal when I get there. (laughs) Oh, you will absolutely love it. The gelato too. Oh my goodness. I ate my body weight in gelato when I was there. I promise you I did. Like it was just so good. Um, I ate it like pretty much every day I was there. It was insane. But uh, same with pasta. I, I think I ate pasta literally. I was there for like maybe two weeks, a couple weeks. Oh, wow. I pasta like every day. <laughs> I love pasta. I could eat pasta all day for lunch and for dinner. <laughs> yeah, and for dinner. Yeah, that's it. But it was, it's good. I would highly recommend. And just the sites are just it's yeah. beautiful. It's amazing. Like, and people are really nice there like really yeah well I can't wait till they open up I think there's still a travel ban um, there so I'm just I'm just excited for things not just the bans to be lifted but to have like normal experiences because you know even for countries that don't have the travel bans the experiences may not be the same because you know the social distancing mask and you know certain activities are either just closed for right now or it's like the a certain venues have like capacity limits so it's like stuff sell out or book up quick so it's like sometimes you're like you know I'll just stay at home (laughs) it's like I'll just stay at home if I'm gonna be restricted on what I can and can't do yeah but I'm I'm having positive thoughts and looking being really hopeful so I'm hoping that soon we'll be able to have our travel adventures because I love to do that too and really only traveled uh, once uh, last year, and that was just for business. Same, so. yeah. <laughs> once, that was it. And then that, and then I feel like I've been in the house, for, like I'm going to just my backyard, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But yes, yeah, we, we, we're going to be hopeful, and we're going to get our travel experiences in there. Oh, okay. And I, and, I, and I actually, I added Rome. Yes. Okay. So, also want to know what is your favorite season? Spring, summer, winter, fall. 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 Okay. Fall. My birthday. <laughs> my birthday is in fall. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I just I love fall fashion and fall mm-hmm. weather. And yeah. I just like I don't know. It's something about. 
winter can be a little bit I, I still do like winter um but with thoughts like the perfect weather and I can still you know cozy up you know with a blanket and mm-hmm. all of that I just love the fall vibes like the colors the making. Yeah. I just love it all so. Yes, me too. Especially you mentioned the fall fashions. I love fall a fashion. nice scarf and boots. Yep, that's me, girl. I'm out here with my little boots on. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so what is your favorite uh, book that you would recommend others to read? Ooh, um, that is a great question. Okay, <laughs> so does it have to be finance? Mm, it could be anything, okay. any topic, anything. Okay, so um, besides the Bible, I would say <laughs> it's a great book to read, y'all. Really good. It's very juicy, a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure is. But, but also, I would say um, a book that really changed my life was Boundaries by Ooh. Dr. Um, uh, Henry Cloud. And yeah, so I just, it was very helpful. I started therapy, start seeing a therapist a couple, about a couple of years ago. And he recommended that I read that book and um, been working through this in therapy, but like, it's, yeah. it's just so good about how I felt I am a recovering people pleaser. So if there's anybody out here who feels like they can't say no to things or they feel like they're being mean when they say no and all of these false thoughts that we have in our heads about you know boundaries please get the book because it is super super helpful in navigating um boundaries in all relationships that we have so whether it's romantic or friendship or yeah work with your boundaries with your kids um all yes. of that social media is included like internet included, boundaries with yourself um like it's all in there and it's all very good I would highly recommend Yes, thank you for sharing it because I love that book too. Girl, I got it. Oh, right. I got it right here. Mine is up upstairs in my on my bookcase. So yes, I actually started seeing a therapist too of uh, uh, June of last year. But um I read that book before I started the therapy, but when I first read it, I was like, where has this book been off my life? Because sure. I used to be a people pleaser too. It was really difficult for me to say no to anybody and I started to as I got older I started to realize I'm doing myself a disservice saying yes to everybody everything isn't for me and for people that I do say no to and if they have issues with it then I had to realize do I even want their this connection anyway you know like you said it could be friends family members romantic partners co-workers you know it's like the older you get I know for me the older I get the less tolerance I have, uh, the less patience I have. Like, I, I really want more, not saying every day is going to be perfect, but I feel like I need more peace and positivity. Yeah. And if I feel like anything is, or anything or anybody is draining me, it's easier nowadays for me to say no. Like, yeah. no, this doesn't serve me or no, I'm not interested and right. not worrying about, ooh, what are they going to think? Are they going to be upset? it's more it's it, it has every it has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with st- things that are, might go on might be going on in your life 
Yes. And how you grew up or how you, you know, how you interacted with at boundaries and things like that. Um, I think something he says in the book is like, when people do react in that way, it means that um, they themselves don't have bound, they don't have boundaries for themselves and they don't respect like, mm. you know, so that, that means that they don't respect other, when other people set boundaries. Ooh, um, that is so true. So it's, yes. I mean, it's fine, but you know, you can, you can, like you said, if, if people are acting like that, I, when, because I've had to, I've had to evaluate some, some relationships in my life where I have been saying, like, I kind of started to set boundaries, even though I hadn't necessarily in the past, but yeah. that just means that, and then they felt some type of way about it. And I'm just like, well, that means that, you know, now they're upset because, you know, they were benefiting off of me not having any boundaries. Mm, <laughs> and now that, I, now that I got some, now, <laughs> yep. now the problem. So then I have to, you know, evaluate like, what is yeah. the, what, what type of role do I, should they be playing in my life? Do I need to assess some things, you know, what have you? And not that they're people, you know, it doesn't make people bad people, but it just means that I just, for, like you said, for my own peace and my own life, I, I need to make decisions, you know, yeah. for what I got to do. So. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, y'all get that book boundaries. <laughs> it will change your life personally. And professionally. And professionally, <laughs> for sure. It's helped me with my in my business for sure. Cause I've got mm-hmm. boundaries with my clients. I gotta, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, can't have, you know, you gotta have lines and say this is, you know, there's a lot that I could go into that. Oh boy. Yes, I know. That could be a whole episode talking about episode. experiences with boundaries, but I love it. I'm glad we're both, you know, doing uh, that work to have more, not just have boundaries, but actually enforce them too. Yeah, absolutely. And boundaries with your money too. Since we talk about yes. boundaries with your money and how you spend and you know, all of that. That's all all that's important. So it sure is. Very, very important. All right. So the uh the next one here is all right. So if you had five hundred thousand dollars, I want to know the first three things you would do. I talk, I think about this all the time, y'all. So I actually have a response. <laughs> is that bad? I don't know how bad that is, but you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, if it comes, I'll be I'll be ready. Yes. So I would tithe my 10%. That's the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Then I would um pay off my debts. I would probably pay them all off, to be honest. And um the next thing I'd probably do is invest. There's other there's other things that I like. I would take some of it and just like spend it for me, you know, whatever. Because I feel like you gotta have some fun with money too. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, those are. And also, I would pro- I would probably um I I would obviously give more than my ten percent. But um, mm-hmm. those are the first three things I would do is tithe, pay off my debt, and invest something. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And I like that you say you already think about it. Hey, hey. like you said, you've already mentioned how it's good to already have a plan. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have a plan. Sure. That's even a plan for unexpected financial gains. That's a good plan to have too. So I'm all for the plans. <laughs> That's right. Like I'm ready. I already know like what types of like 
uh, foundations or nonprofits I would set up. I am, I eventually I will do these things, but you know, yeah. if I were to come across the money just, you know, one time at, you know, I, hey, let me just yeah. go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I love that. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing those. And next yeah. we're going to do the financial affirmation card. Uh, so I basically pull an affirmation card, a random one out this deck. And I just want you to tell me how it makes you feel and how it relates to your own personal uh, or professional journey. All okay. right. <laughs> I t- take risks and make sacrifices now to enjoy unlimited rewards later. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, how does that make you feel and how does it relate to your own journey? It makes me feel like I'm on the right path. That's what it makes me feel because I feel like that's exactly what, what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's exactly what I'm doing now. I, um, I, wow, that, wow. Okay. So, well, first with the, (laughs) with the sacrifices, I, I started kind of like my financial freedom journey a few years ago. And so I am. Um, I've created a plan now to, uh, to pay off some debt, to, you know, invest, do, do these things that I was talking about. Um, but to actually, to actually do, to do that. And so that I'm set up, you know, later on and I have made sacrifices to do that. Like, I don't, I don't really go out and do a bunch of different things. The only thing, the only thing that I have spent is on travel. Like, you know, when I do, you know, on a trip (laughs) or something or vacation, but other than that, like, I'm, I'm not, you know, one to spend a lot of money elsewhere. I've, I've kind of cut back on spending money on clothes and, um, and eating out even, mm-hmm. um, I have, I, I actually do challenges with myself to where, um, like I say, I can't eat out for a certain period of time so that I can save money. Yeah. Um, and so I make these sacrifices so that I can, especially the season I'm in now and have been probably for the past year and a half or so, I put all that, I've put all of that extra money into actually starting my business. Mm. And so that kind of goes into the risk thing too, because like, I, I mean, starting a business is very risky. (laughs) Like you don't know what the heck is going to happen. Entrepreneurship is a whole journey in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, took I basically took the risk to to honestly literally step out on faith to to do this thing like um yeah yeah I mean I I when I um did transition to doing this full time like mm-hmm. I I don't recommend this for everybody but I I di- didn't re- necessarily have a big like emergency fund when I didn't have all, I wasn't like set up you know waiting for the I feel like we can get kind of uh, swept up in, you know, the whole like trying to wait for the right time. There's like no right time. And, you know, obviously this isn't everybody's journey. I'm not saying you should go quit your job without any savings <laughs> or anything like that. But, but, like, <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I'm a believer. So I firmly believe that if God is calling me to do something that he's not going to drop me and let me fail at it. And mm-hmm. if I, if the conditions aren't seemingly perfect to my standards, then mm-hmm. so be it. I'm casting that aside. I stand on what God has told me 
um, to do. And I just stay, I stand by that. Um, and I, I know that, okay, if I don't have to say he's going to, he's going to provide, he provides where he, where he promises you to be. Mm. So I am, I know I'm good. So yeah, I completely agree with that, with that statement for sure. Ooh, I love that. And I like that you shared about the perfect time because you are absolutely right. There will never be a perfect time. And there's many times where I hesitated or just didn't do anything at all because I felt like it wasn't the right time. Yeah. But nowadays I'm uh, more willing to take more risks because I've reflect back on other times where I've taken risks when I felt like I wasn't ready and I just did it anyway. But right. as I started, you, you know, you learn, you grow. And like I mentioned before, yeah. you, you start earning more money and you'll be able to do more things. So there's no perfect time. Even when you feel like you reached a point where it now it's the perfect time, you still gonna think of something else you feel like you need to do, or you need to have like bump that I'm just going to start doing it anyway. And if it doesn't, just like you said, if it doesn't happen the way we anticipated it, there's still a win because you're going to learn something from that experience. It's going to help you with the next thing. So yes, there's no perfect time. The perfect time is right now. <laughs> the time is now. The, this, that's the only time we have. We can't go back in the past and the future is not guaranteed. So yeah. the only time you have is now. I've actually uh, kind of gone with like estate planning, I've, I've had a, some potential clients that come in and be like, oh, I need to have this, this, and this together. And it's like, fam, like if you were to die tomorrow, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like, yeah. yo, if you were to die tomorrow, what's going to happen? Like mm-hmm. you sitting here waiting for the right time to do what? You just got to set, you got to get the plan and you just got to do it. The time is right now. This is the only time you got. That's, yes. that's kind of why, why people put it off like you said earlier because they think that they have the time to do that and you know at some point we're we're fighting for the conditions to be like the conditions aren't going to be perfect well that's what right in life like the conditions won't be it's not going to be perfect um nope. so you know you can always be progressing but you, you don't need to be nothing is perfect so right. <laughs> but yeah like right <laughs> we ain't yeah we good you know so yes no time is perfect remember that y'all no time is perfect at all all right so last year we just would love to know advice that you would give yourself so I know a lot of times we're asked you know what advice we would give to our younger self but I would love to know what advice would you give yourself right now in this moment and this could be anything that's on your heart uh, that's related to anything with your financial well-being or life journey. I would say um, just do the thing. <laughs> mm. Like just do the thing. I feel like I, I, I say all of that because it's from um, what I was just saying about like perfection. I am a recovering perfectionist. I I don't know if anybody is a fan of the Enneagram, but I am a one. So I, which is labeled the perfectionist. So like I, there, I, and even with this business thing, I could have been launched this thing, but I wanted, I I was like, oh, I need to have this kind of website. I need to have this. I need to have my social media. Like, no, like just do the thing. I feel like a lot of my life I've, I've always kind of 
to the point, like try to wait to sit to for conditions to be a certain way instead of just starting because if you just start like you were saying um and I've even seen this in my own life so I don't even know why <laughs> I can use examples in my own life so I can just look back on that but when I when I did just start it's like no it's not going to be perfect of course not but you learn you learn as you go and you perf- it, your your journey is perfected as you go like mm-hmm. you, you you tweak things as you go. It's just, just the starting is, you know, it, it can be the the biggest, at least for me, it's been the biggest hump that I've had to get over in life, mm-hmm. this is life generally. So it's like, just kind of just take the risk, like just do it. And, yes. you know, it will, it'll pay off whether it be either, either you learn something from it or you're wildly successful, but you can't, <laughs> but you can't like lose like there's nothing right. that you can lose at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh um, so, yeah. I totally agree. I love that. And I think we all can take some of that advice and apply it to our own lives as well. Not just on the advice that you just gave to yourself, but everything that you shared on today's episode, it was, uh, it was just amazing. Just yes. no words can really describe it. You know, I, we could talk all day about all this. Day. I would love to, <laughs> I would but love yes, but I, I really think that you gave us a lot of information to help us get started. Or even if we feel like we have some things in place just to go, like you said, we got to check in with ourselves and make sure things, the plan is still the plan that's going to work best for us. So I definitely appreciate everything that you shared. So if you could just let us know how people can connect with you, how can we support you and your business? Yes. So um, y'all can find me. I am, my business is Legacy Street Law. It is on pretty much all social media platforms. I have a Facebook and Instagram account. Um, So just Legacy Street Law and you'll find it. Um, I, I, I do also have a, um, personal page, but I, anybody f- can follow me on there. And that is Mariah advises, M-A-R-I-A-H advises. Um, and, um, and you can, uh, if you're based in North Carolina, feel free to uh, hit me up for a consultation. You can do that on my website. That is www.legacystreetlaw.com. My new website just launched. So I'm super, super excited about that. <laughs> But um, if you're based in North Carolina, please um, fill out the form and schedule a time. Um, I did say I would, I, if anybody is in North Carolina listening to this, if you listen to this, um, I will give you $250 off of your estate plan. If you just mention that you heard about me on today's episode yes. um, podcast. So just, just let me know. Um, and um, yeah, and that'll be until at the end of, March so mm-hmm. last day of March and um you can uh hit me up on there but yeah yes thank you so much and anyone that is based in North Carolina definitely take advantage of that offer because mm-hmm. we know time can go by really really fast so the end of March can come here with the quickness so definitely yeah. reach out to her connect with her on social media and on her website. And I did see your new website and it is just beautiful. I love the color scheme, the flow of everything. It's just, it's just beautiful. I love it. And we all appreciate your time and your energy and your knowledge that you share with us today. So everyone out there, I want you to take some time this week 
to get organized and listen to her first tip that she gave about listing everything that you own everything that you own even if you think it's not really important or it doesn't cost it's not it's not worth a lot it doesn't matter list everything that you own start right there and definitely reach out to her and you can definitely connect with her and learn more from her and join her content even if you're not based in north carolina you can still learn from legacy street law from mariah advises so thank you so much and this is the end of the show. It went by so fast. <laughs> but this is the end of the show. But before I go, I just want to thank everyone for taking the time to enjoy this conversation. And just remember to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And as you navigate through your financial journey and your life journey, don't wonder what if, take a risk and have an amazing week. Financially free with Cleo.